I thought of a better one. Go on. I thought... What? <laughs> a forking. Because that's what spooning leads to. What's up, revelers and weirdos? I'm James. And I'm Sam. And this is Scaring Sam, where sometimes I terrify my fiancé by watching horror movies, and sometimes she rolls her eyes. This is one of those occasions. <laughs> yes, we're starting our slashy summer night season with 1987's Blood Rage. And excuse me, but I feel like I've wasted an hour and a bit of my life, and now you want me to talk about this. Silly, silly film. Same when you made me watch Runaway Bride. I was actually watching it for the first time too, but it wasn't as bad as this. That's the first time critics would have said that. Okay, so what's this film got in store for people who haven't seen it? I'm going to summarise it as an unrealistic film with gore effects and it has some kind of um, (laughs) incest subtext. So if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, this is where you go to next. No. No, not at all. Originally, it was made in 1983, but it took four years to come out. Kind of says it all, really. Mm. And I'm not going to do a plot summary, because if we did that, we basically would have covered the film. That's how shallow the film is. There's no subtext here, people. Apart from the incest. (laughs) That's not... I don't know, that's kind of on screen there. Yeah. Like, give me the kiss. No. No, mummy. It's just weird. (laughs) No, he's not saying no. (laughs) Okay, so the film... Anyway. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so the film starts in 1974 in Jackson, Florida. Of course, it starts in Florida. That's where all the weird shit happens. You know, alligators eat people there. And then the title of the film comes up, Slasher. So I guess we're not watching Blood Rage after all. (laughs) I'm glad it confused you as much as it did me. I was like, um, are we on the red film? They didn't have another title as well. Yeah, Nightmare at Shadow Woods for further regions. Yeah, for further regions. So say you're watching, I don't know, um, Godzilla vs. Kong. We just saw it in cinema. Yes, cinemas are back. Whoopie-doo. Woo. Woo. Woo-be-woo. You you didn't sound that (laughs) enthusiastic there, James. I'm like, yes, let's go every single weekend. It's probably because we've seen three films now in the cinema and now my arteries are swimming in ice cream again. (laughs) Yes, we have no self-control. But they had all the good flavours. I know, but wedding body. We must get wedding bodies. We're just eating it out of habit now. I'm just like, ah, shoveling into my mouth. (laughs) More please. Anyway, back to the film. Yeah, so it's, it's like... If Godzilla vs. Kong went to, I don't know, name different counties, um, Suffolk or Mexico, that's a county, I guess, and they went, let's call it B, 
Big Lizard Fights Big Monkey. Yeah, that would be a new title for the film. That's like what happens with Blood Rage here. Let's just give it loads of different titles. And this isn't the first, by the way. There's another terrible slasher called The Mutilator, but it has an alternative title in the film called Full Break. And I think that also happens, oddly, with the acclaimed Le Mans 66 when the title comes up on the film Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah. So it happens. It's rare occasion, but this does happen and great for confusing your audience from the start. Yeah. We're in 1974 and we're in some kind of mass orgy at a drive-in <laughs> cinema. <laughs> I've literally got on my notes here. Why are we just watching loads of teens snogging? <laughs> you say teens. This is the 80s, so teens are played by 30-year-olds, but they even have a young Ted Raimi selling condoms in the public toilet. He's like, hey, do you want some of the swag? And then you just get his montage of just like teenagers getting it on in their cars. Cut to Maddie. Yeah, she's in her car and she's going to get it on with someone. We don't know who he is. And then she decides she has a conscience because she's got her two sons in the back. Yeah, twins in the back. So you've taken your twins to the best orgy in town, apparently. Have a bit of fun, a bit of slap and tickle with your fella. But you couldn't afford a babysitter. Okay. Doesn't stop her. She starts getting it on. Oh, yeah, suck my face, baby, suck it. The twins wake up and they're like, oh, they're distracted now. Let's go and have some fun. Let's slowly creep out of the back. What age would you say there are? Ten at the oldest? Yeah, they're not more than ten. And one of them picks up a hatchet. He's like, ooh, shiny. (laughs) And then he goes off and he starts perving at two teenagers. Yeah. Butt naked. Oh, yeah. There's a gratuitous nudity in this film because guess what? There's no virtual signaling in the 80s. We're getting naked, people. We're getting naked. We're going to exploit women's bodies for entertainment purposes. It wasn't actually as much as I thought there was going to be, though, in this film. There was plenty, though. Do you know what? Maybe I've seen too many... Um... Yeah, you're desensitised. Yeah. But we got the trifecta. Oh, yeah, we got butts, boobs and bush. <laughs> There's no Brazilians in the 80s. We're going all natural. There's a couple, butt naked. He's on top of her. I'm I'm innocent. I don't believe in sex before marriage. I don't know what they're doing. Naked wrestling, I guess. And he's like, hey, kid, what are you doing? And he's just leering. He's He's got the lingering eye. He's like, what's going on here? He's like, hey, get out of here, kid. Get out of here. Because the acting is top notch in this film. It is. Oh, yeah. It is Oscar winning performances in this. And one of the twins just goes, ha ha ha, you thought you was going to get your end wet, but I'm going to get your face wet with hatchet in the face. <laughs> that one a good, that one a good joke. Sorry about that. No. That's like a dad joke. What? I thought I could get something like, no. Okay. No. Yeah, he hacks his face off. Yeah. With the woman. Well, not even his face off, he just slashes in there, in with the eyes and the brain. And she's dead. Yeah, we should add that the woman is still underneath him at this time. But oh, she, yeah, and yeah. then she runs away yeah, butt naked. She, she wiggles away and she does like a streaker thing, like, ah, and the camera goes, linger on her, linger on her buttocks. Doesn't but, zoom in though. Okay, good restraint, cameraman. Yeah. Still, the director went, let's just hold on to her running off naked. The kid turns out to be Terry. He goes up to his brother, Todd. Who is paralysed, I might add. Yeah, with fear. Yeah. And he 
puts the hatchet in his hand and smears the blood on his face. And he's like, oh my God, Todd, what have you done? His mum comes and she goes, oh my God, Todd. And it was like, oh my God, what is going on here? And he's like, yes, he has killed someone. He's like, yes, he's the killer. Ten years later. Okay, can I just, I'm just going to pause you a moment, right? Terry is framing his brother, okay? I just want to point out that there are people at this point when he is framing his brother walking towards them they see him smear blood on his brother's face and give him the axe or whatever it is hand axe hatchet whatever do those people just have amnesia all of a sudden on on this moment all of them (laughs) that'd be a good plot element or it's the director going we're not going to do another take of this we're just going to leave this in but there's loads of them they don't have to budget for a it more takes. It wasn't even just like one or two people. They got selective memory, I guess. Ah, but here's the thing. I think this is actually proven. I haven't done the research. This is off the top of my head. Never a good idea. But no. it has been proven. I don't want to say scientifically proven, because every time I say that, Sam shoots me down. For <laughs> justifiable reasons. But... <laughs> It, it has been proven that when groups view someone being attacked on the street, they won't interfere because they always assume someone else will step in. So no one steps in. Uh, I'm not but saying... But then if they're seeing no one step in... Then nothing happens. Nothing gets done. That person gets beaten up, robbed, attacked, murdered. And I'm not going to say this film is a social commentary. No. It's just because someone didn't say, hey, extra, don't step in front of the camera at this point in time. Yeah. Ten years later, <laughs> Maddie visits her son, Todd, at the asylum on Thanksgiving. And she hasn't aged a day, but now, for some reason, she's dressing like a little doe. <laughs> like, what is it? Little pigtails in her hair and bows. It's not pigtails, she's just got quite voluminous hair and then it just it does make her look like a child i might add although her boobs are half hanging out oh yeah if you have breasts in this film they're going to be on show must be in their contracts let's call a spade a spade there's a terrible use of voiceover in this film which is always a sign of quality storytelling Mm. where it feels added on after the film was made where You've got the psychiatrist voicing over a lot of exposition to catch the audience up. I believe Todd never killed after all. I believe it was Terry and all this stuff. And then like, he's going, I don't like pumpkin pie. He's playing up. I'm going to smear it on the walls. Oh my God, coming down. And she's just talking over it going, yes, I don't think this unhinged young man really did kill. I think it was someone else. Okay. Thank you. So we're back in society. I don't know where it's set now. I wasn't paying attention. I don't care. And you see good explanation mark. No, not explanation mark. What's this? Quotation marks. <laughs> good. Good son. Good twin. Terry. He's hanging out with all the ladies. He's, he's a ladies man. He's a chick. I think he's coming back from college for Thanksgiving. There's a new blonde in town. Jogging. She's jogging with her mum, I think. No sports bra. Nope. No. That's kind of like running no, 101. No bra whatsoever. Yeah, no bra whatsoever. Nipples, smuggling raisins. <laughs> and they're like, hey, have you met my daughter, Andrea? 
maybe you should invite her to Thanksgiving. And she's like, hmm, yes, I would like to be introduced to Terry because he's a good looking man. They do both look up and down at each other. Even though Karen, who we assume is Terry's girlfriend, mm. she's the good girl. She's good girl, Karen. She's like, who's this bitch? That's what she's doing with her eyes. Who's this new girl? Who's this new blonde? Why is she giving my man an eye? But oddly enough, both of them are invited to Thanksgiving dinner and it gets yeah. a bit awkward because Maddie has announced that she's getting married to her man, who turns out to be the apartment complex manager, which is, what is this place? It's called, you said the title, Shadow... Shadowwood. Yeah, Shadowwood Apartments, which is this complex of masonettes, bungalows. Don't know if it's gated community. I don't care. But they're invited to Thanksgiving and she's like, I'm getting married. And Terry's like, what the fuck? Without saying what yeah, the fuck. He's like, but literally it's plastered on his face. Hey, you're the new man of the house. Why don't you cut the turkey? There is actually, when he does cut into the turkey, that kind of shot of it is kind of gruesome in a way, don't you think? It's not like a nice, clean cut. It's really haphazard, like... Oh, we'll zoom in. We'll zoom into the meat as he slices right into it. Yeah, because yeah, that's what Tay wants to do with him. You marry my mummy. You marry my mummy. I'm going <laughs> to give you a good slice. As he's slicing the turkey, we they get a phone call to announce that bad... Todd. Bad twin Todd, he's escaped from the asylum. Oh, are we in a horror film, Sam? I think we are. Did that's what Michael Myers did. He escaped on Halloween. And now bad son, Todd. Yeah, but this is Thanksgiving. You can have a horror film set around Thanksgiving. This didn't scare me at all. Of course not. I might add. Of course it didn't. It made me roll my eyes and laugh and sigh. Thanksgiving has been ruined by the announcement that crazy son Todd has escaped asylum and he's returning home. <laughs> this is the ignition point. This is the... what's the word? This is the gun firing at the starting line. This is Terry going, I'm going to kill people now. I'm going to go into a frenzy of murder. I've been able to control myself, but this is a special occasion. It's a family reunion. <laughs> Why are you doing all these weird voices? <laughs> it just makes the film better in my eyes. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, I've forgotten his name, the apartment manager, he decides to go back to his office. It's because the doctor and her assistant... What's his name? I don't know... He didn't last long, so... He had a gun. Tranquilizer. Oh, was Tranquilizer, dot. Tranquilizer, dot. He's just standing outside the door. He goes, I've got him! And she goes, you fool! This is the wrong son! It's not, but... Do you know what I don't get? Is that she believes that Todd hasn't actually committed the murder. Does she then not believe that his brother did it? Maybe she needs to catch him in the act, or... You can't, you can't just tranquilise people and drag them away. Yeah, but like, wouldn't you be a little bit more um, concerned? No, it's not really the word I want to use, but like, as soon as she saw him, she would have been a bit wary, you know? And then she just plays ignorant to the fact, don't she? And she's like, we'll go look for Todd in the woods. Yes, Dr Burnham splits up from her assistant. She goes looking in the woods for Todd, and he just 
runs around the apartment complex, I guess. Not even runs, he just drags his feet around. Then smokes some weed. Yes. And, of course, it's the 80s, you do drugs. That's a death sentence. That's as bad as putting your sausage in a hole. <laughs> so, the apartment manager, who's also putting his sausage in Maddie's hole, he's drinking a beer, and um, Terry just comes in and hacks his hand off. And what do I do? I laugh. Yeah, you sadist. Because <laughs> it's just so unrealistic. I'm sorry, but who did the effects for this? Because it's just, it's not okay. I really hope it's not Tom Savini. During Slashy Summer Nights, we are not going to research. We don't feel justified to research these trashy slasher films, okay? Just come along with us for the ride. Terry has done his first kill in ten years. No, that's his second the assistant, the doctor's assistant, that's the afterwards. weed. That's afterwards. Was it? Yeah. You kill the man who's giving your mummy a fiddly first. <laughs> fiddly? You take the fingers that have touched and caressed your mother. Unlike these other unstoppable killers in these slasher films, he doesn't power walk. He swaggers everywhere, slowly. And so, yet catches up with everyone. Of course. It's a slasher film from the 80s. <laughs> So he swaggers up to Dr. Berman's assistant. He's like, hey, you're Terry. Yes, because you pointed a gun at his neck earlier. I think you recognise him. Mm-hmm. Didn't you also notice that he had a massive machete in his hand? Mm-hmm. No, because he sticks that right through you and it comes out the other end. Mm-hmm. Goodbye, assistant of Dr. Burnham. Sorry I didn't um, remember your name, but you're not on the screen long enough to justify my memory containing that knowledge. And then Terry wanders into the woods, catches Dr. Burnham, and she resembles Ghostface when Terry comes at her because this is some <laughs> top-notch <laughs> performance acting, being acting scared. <sighs> she almost detaches her jaw in the process. <laughs> she does. So. Oh, yeah, we keep cutting from, from Terry going on his... Oddly, very frantic, very quick... Oh, like the title suggests, Blood Rage. I understand why they call it now, Blood Rage. Because of his Blood Rage, Sam. Oh, God, that's ingenious. No wonder they changed the title three times, but forgot to, like, change it on the film. <laughs> so, yeah, while Terry's, going, while Terry's going on his Blood Rage, we keep cutting back to his mum enjoying Thanksgiving... Drinking all the wine. He's like hoovering, wine in her hands, putting away the food, wine in her hands. I like wine, I'm sad. And then, and then it cuts back to, well, what's what left of Dr. Burnham? Yeah, so in my notes, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's just all so dramatic and so unrealistic. Seriously. You say unrealistic a lot. Yes, yes, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, underline it, yes. Yes, because when... Who came up with the idea of the Doctor being chopped in half, but then she's still alive screaming? It doesn't even fit in the so bad it's good. After Terry has left two parts of Doctor Burnham screaming in the woods, he goes to have a shower, he takes off his clothes and he licks his fingers and he goes... It's not cranberry sauce. 
<laughs> no, it's not cranberry sauce, Terry. That's blood. That's blood on your clothes. He's a typical college man. He doesn't put his own clothes in the washing machine. He leaves them for his mum to find later on in the film. No, he put them in a bin. Oh, I thought that was a laundry basket. No. In the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. No, it was a bin. He threw it away. I thought he was like, Mum, clean this up. Anyway, Terry goes off and hangs out with Andrea. But so also she's like, I'm babysitting. Come yeah. over so we can shag. <laughs> I mean, I am trash. I'm not hiding the fact. I jog with no bra on. What do you major in? I major in psychology. I kill people. Well, I major in partying. Cue taking off my jacket, revealing my erect nipples again. Well, next scene revolves the nice blonde, Karen, who mistakes Todd for Terry, and she declares she wants him to make love to her. Because you say that so casually. Because that's how women talk, don't they, Sam? Yes. You're such a good man. Make love to me, Terry. But then she realises it's actually Todd, the bad twin. He's not, but he's never kissed a woman before. He's lacking social niceties, but it doesn't mean he's a bad person, Karen, okay? Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Moving Can we on. Speed this up because <laughs> oh, I'm just so bored with this film. I, I put her in my notes, horny blonde, but it's Angela. She strikes out of Terry, but she quickly bounces back by inviting the two jocks that Karen went to for help. She invites them back to hers, but then she's like us, and I thought, oh, come on, Karen, come over with us. I don't need another woman. I can have two men at once. But let's go and do some tequila shots. Yeah. Hey, because this film teaches you how to do tequila shots. Oh, but he had some. This film, teaches you, <laughs> this film teaches you how to do tequila shots properly. You put the sod on your lips, you the shot and suck the lemon. Excuse me? <laughs> you put the salt on your lips? Cause you lick it up with your tongue and it gets stuck on your lips and you do the shot and suck the lemon. Okay. So yeah, Angela invites the two guys back. Artie and Greg. Okay, she invites them back because every hoe's a go, but for women I guess it's every jock's a cock. I mean, there's really not much storyline in it. Yes, but why are all the women so horny in this film and the men so blind to the fact? Because... Who Angela and Terry were taking a child's care of, rephrase that, who were babysitting the child or <laughs> She comes back with a guy and he's, she, he's like, oh, they seem to be drinking inappropriately. They're only teenagers. And he's like, oh, actually, we're from, we're actually college. We're college age. And he goes, well, you shouldn't drive if you've been drinking. And she's like, oh, it's fine. I let them drink from the cabinet. Take your fucking clothes off. <laughs> And then she tells her baby that she's going to get a rich daddy. Yeah, Mama's going to get you a rich daddy. I'm going to put on something more comfortable. She's not, because that coconut liqueur has gone to his head. Literally. Phil isn't legless, he's headless. Ha! Dad joke. His head is dangling outside, in view of the eye hole in her door. She's like, Phil, what are you doing out there? I'm dead. That's what I'm doing. I'm dead. So is the mum's story arc in this film is to get progressively wasted over Thanksgiving and then call the operator for a drunken heart-to-heart. Heart-to-heart? Heart-to-heart? 
Heart to heart. Heart to heart. <laughs> yes. She's like, uh, 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 my son killed someone nine years ago. I think she's so drunk. Yeah, I'm that... so sad. She's so drunk that she just wants to talk to anyone. What did you watch on TV? Just listen to me. What did you watch over Thanksgiving? Anyway, during this time, I've forgotten their names because. Which ones? Let's just accept it. None of these characters are really worth remembering. (sighs) Yeah, so the. Blonde one that wants all the sex. Angela. Yeah. Um, she goes off with some guy. Greg. We're not here to judge, by the way, everyone. <laughs> and they decide, after playing mm, a half half a minute of tennis... At night. ...to go have sex on a very thin diving board in the indoor swimming pool. Oh, yeah, because Angela knows a better place to have sex than the tennis court. Yeah. No, no. So comfy. Yeah, not the bedroom <laughs> you was just in. No, not in there. No, better than that, the diving board at the local pool. Yeah, because we've got to, you know, set up a scene for the blood to go everywhere in the pool. Plus, if they're in a bed, you could cover up those naked bodies in bed sheets. But on a diving board, you can see all of it. That's amazing. Who decided to come up with that idea? Teddy will not stand for such an unhygienic display at the Teddy. local toilet. <laughs> Terry. <laughs> Stupid fucking writing. <laughs> yes. Terry will not stand for this. He has morals, okay? So he butchers them there and then. Oh, at this time, Karen and Artie, who's the other guy, they're walking around. I don't know what they're doing. I can't remember. Well, Artie wants in Karen's knickers. He's a good guy, okay? He gets struck out. He's playing the best friend role. Well, Terry doesn't like you hitting on her woman, even though he doesn't really care for sex. I mean, Angela already tried to grab his meat piece, and he was like, what are you doing? Terry next kills nice guy Artie with a carving fork in the neck. Yeah. This this one I didn't actually enjoy. I have a very sensitive neck. And it just... It makes me shrivel up. My, my shoulders go up towards my ears. I'm doing a really nice face for you now. I'm my double chin's coming out because I'm just... Hiding. I'm doing a turtle impression, aren't I? Hiding my... And it's doing <laughs> it. It is doing it for me, lover. <laughs> this film has just pent me up. It's given me blood rage. And now seeing you do um, that... Oh, God. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be a Karen. <laughs> the thing is, I think every neck is sensitive if a carving fork goes into its um. Yes, but I didn't enjoy watching that scene. All the other ones made me laugh or roll my eyes. And this happens, I forgot, this is after Karen gets blue balls. I don't know what the female equivalent is because Terry was like, oh, you're my girlfriend. I'm going to make love to you now. I've killed so many people. Now it's your time to get a stabbing. 
yeah, your that, face says it all. That's yeah. not quite oh, right. I left a bad taste in my mouth. But then he changed his mind. And oh, I know. I've, I've just I thought of a better one. God. I thought. What? <laughs> a forking. Because that's what spooning leads to. Yeah. But you used to carve in fork. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, we quite. So yeah. <laughs> so. Terry next takes a swing at Karen after he declares he loves her and he just keeps going, it's not cranberry sauce. It's not cranberry sauce, Karen. It's not cranberry sauce. We know it's Thanksgiving, okay. Yeah, is this a Thanksgiving horror film? Is this a theme? Is this your new catchphrase if there's a sequel? It's not cranberry sauce. (laughs) It's blood. (laughs) So Karen runs around the apartment complex, you know, typical final girl stuff. Yeah. Banging on doors. She knows how to... She knows how to run. She doesn't fall over. No one else knows how to run. They all just stand there and stare and gape and go, oh no. Yeah, but Terry is never that far behind. And after Karen, because nobody locks the doors apparently in this complex... Apart from the little girl that's protecting her cat. Yes, because earlier, Todd, after innocently reassembling Dr. Burnham... Oh, yeah. He picks up her dismembered legs and kind of, like, slots them into place, like Jenga. But (laughs) that doesn't work. And then the little girl's looking for a cat and he's going, You go inside. There's bad people out here tonight. And she listens. And she doesn't open that door for Karen. So she runs into a little place where the little MILF is dead now, I guess. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. dead. And she takes the baby, because there's no one there to take care of the baby now. She's running around with the baby. And she reaches the pool. And she's like, oh, I'm going to take a breather now. I'm going to take a breather by the edge of the pool. And then Terry just, like, casually struts up behind her. No, he doesn't strut up behind her. She's sitting on the edge, and he just walks up to the diving board and is just casually bouncing on the diving board <laughs> and she turns around and she's like oh god and he's like hey it's not cranberry sauce <laughs> and at this point i thought the film was balding on parody but it's not is it not no no sam this what? is meant to be dead serious no it's not there's a person killing people okay yes. Yeah, Karen runs around, she finds the two bodies of Angela and Greg in a sauna. But naked. But naked. Of course, he didn't put, oh, his, he didn't put oh, the clothes back on. Oh, yeah, and you have to get one more boob shot in there. Except you actually get two more. Because one when Karen opens the door, and then Terry opens the door too. And then he does a little wisecrack I didn't pay attention to. Oh, sorry, I didn't know anyone was in there. Todd turns up, he tussles with his brother in the pool, and then their mum intervenes... And has to reprimand her little children. They're not little children anymore. They're grown men. But she treats them as such. Yes, and this is after she finds her husband to be in his little office. Terry has propped him up, so he's like resting on the stump of his hand. Oh yeah, he does like playing with his um his victims, doesn't he? Blood everywhere on the walls. Baby, baby, you okay? I was calling for you. You didn't pick up the phone. 
reaching towards him, going, are you okay? And I guess, you yeah, know, two bottles of wine, you're not really going to pay attention to blood on the walls, I suppose. And she touches him, and he, like, body sinks onto the desk, and his head just splits open. It's like, oh, his brain. And she's like, oh, my God, what happened to you? She gets to the pole. And keep in mind, she has been drinking excessively. She shoots Terry dead. Pew, pew. She's a crack shot. Every shot hits him, point blank. She's yeah, a- because she's amazing. She's amazing. She's got double vision, but she can still hit her mark. Terry is dead. His reign of terror is over. Although she thinks it's Todd. Yes, but she's like holding her surviving son. Icky Lee. Is that a word? We can make it into a word. Yeah, it's icky. Because it's such a twisted scene. Mother and son. Well, she's supposed to be, she's like, oh, my baby. Baby will save now. It's more like well, embracing lovers. a lover, yeah. Like, yeah. Like you're safe now. I hold you. Press me against your bosom. I'm Todd. I'm Todd. And then she repeats that, and then blows her brains out. And Karen, at this point, Karen is still here at the moment. She's holding the baby, and she's like, "Fuck this shit. I'm done. Yeah. This is the worst Thanksgiving ever. Yeah, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, Sam. Count your blessings, because this is not going to ruin it for us. I mean, I don't mind an extra family." Family day, but nope, I'm out there. Yeah, and that's how the film ends. She's like, I'm Todd, 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 bang, bang. And Todd... Pressed up against the simple wall. Looks over at his dead mother's body. The end. If you hadn't noticed, we're not very enthusiastic about this one. I wouldn't recommend you waste your time unless you just want to have a bit of a laugh at some unrealistic, gory scenes. This movie isn't good by any measure, but it is surprisingly light on cliches. Oh yes, it is time for a new segment in our podcast. Everybody loves a cliche. Okay, so the cliches in this film are... The power walking killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Swagger. Who's the final girl? It's Karen. Ding ding. We've got the slut, we got the jock, we got the nerd, we got the virgin, pretty much in some mm-hmm. shape or form. Yeah, we have. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You can basically say slut, Angela, jock, Greg, nerd, Artie, virgin, Karen. Tick tick tick. The police arrive too late. Well the police don't arrive at all, so mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the gang split up. Oh, yeah. Dr. Burnham and um, assistant guy, they split Mm -hmm. up. Split up. They split up. They split up and then split up. (laughs) And then sex is a death sentence. So is drugs. Yes. Yes. Those are the cliches it did cover, but it could have covered a lot more, as I'm sure we'll find out in later installments of Slashy Summer Nights. Because for your entertainment purposes, revelers and widows, we are going to watch a lot of trashy 80s slasher films. So Great. you don't have to. You are the lucky ones. As they say, you can't polish a turd. But you can roll it in glitter. And maybe we'll find that diamond in the rough. As we sift through the faecal matter of these 80s slasher films. This is very graphic. Mm. You've been listening to... James. Then Sam. And this is Scaring Sam. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Scaring Sam Pod. 
and you can contact us at scaringsandpod at gmail.com. Why are you tickling my leg? <laughs> I've got blood rage, Sam. I don't know why my voice has gone like this. Okay. Sam, look into my eyes. Now look into my soul. Now say it with me. I can't find one. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Stay safe out there tonight. <laughs>